0: be See-
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's health update. Roy Williams, the guru of good health, the superintendent of supplementation. Uh, Glad you could uh, tune in and listen to what I have to say today. I don't believe there's ever been a more important time in the history of the world uh, for people to understand the Word of God. You know, wisdom is the beginning of knowledge Uh, you know wisdom itself is starts when you begin to love the lord have reverence for now the bible in proverbs says remember one of the things i taught you was uh in in proverbs it says uh that you know the love of the lord is the beginning of wisdom although it says the fear of the lord in in the in the original translation fear is can go either way. Fear in the old Hebrew and in the old Greek, uh, or even in the old English in some cases, fear actually could go either direction. It could be used as, yes, you should be scared of the Lord, or it could be used uh, to say, have reverence for or love the Lord. So, you know, when you start looking at it from this aspect, I don't want you to fear God. God is so loving, so caring, so kind. He loved us so much, he he sacrificed his own son and let him shed his blood for the remission of our sins. Uh, God loves people so much that even though a third of the entire population of the world uh, turned against uh, God and followed Satan, instead of just destroying them, God gave them another chance and, and he lets us be born of water through woman and he lets us make our own decision. But you will have to make that decision. So how do you know how to make the best decision? Well, the best way to make a decision about anything is have the information uh, that you need. And the information that you need is called the Word of God. And that's what this is all about. I teach uh, the, the Bible. I'm talking about the King James Version of the Bible. Uh, Because that's the one that I can look up in the Strong's Concordance and, and find out what the Hebrew words actually were and what they mean in English, and the same for the Greek. And it has opened so many people's eyes, including my own, so that finally, Finally, I'm beginning to understand the Bible in a way that I never understood it before. So that's what I do. I teach the Bible uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And I'm in the book of Proverbs right now, chapter 17, verse 13. Uh, If you want to follow along, get your King James version of the Bible out and follow along. That's Proverbs chapter 17, verse 13. I'll start there and I'm going to give you what I call, uh, well, I'm going to read it straight from the King James Version, and then I'm going to give you what I call modern English to help you understand what each one of these verses means, okay? So let's start with uh, chapter 17, uh, verse 13 says, Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. Now, when it says his house, remember, uh, it's, uh, it can mean a man or a woman. It has no gender. Okay, always remember that. The Bible used his to speak of humans. Didn't matter what the gender was. So, so keep that in mind as I go through this. Modern English, if you read along in your, in your King James Version, here's how it would read in modern English. Anyone that rewards evil as though it was good, evil will destroy them from within. Uh, that's what it meant, uh, that evil won't depart from your house. It, it means from within your body, within your house, within your family. It gets in there, and it works its way in. And, you know, uh, the old saying was, if you ever uh, let Satan get in the back seat before you know it, he'll be driving. Don't get involved with Satan. Know the difference. You know, Satan comes on the sixth trump. Christ don't come till the seventh trump. So when people start telling you that you're going to be raptured away where are you going? Uh, You know, we were told uh, in that great book, too, the the Bible, to put on the full armor of God, and it was talking about the end times. Why would we have to put on the full armor of God if we're not going to be here? We're going to be here, but the good news is, if you're a true born-again Christian, you've accepted Christ as your Savior, and you've repented of your sins, guess what? Satan won't be able to touch you. Isn't that awesome to know that God loves us so much he gives us a surrounding of protection for those that believe in him. But let me tell you something. He loves those that love him, but he will not force himself upon people who don't love him. So don't think you're going to get the benefits of having God on your side if you're spitting in his face or denying his word, or if you don't believe in him, or if you worship false gods. What are your gods? Things to think about today. You know, I've I've got a passion going on right now to help the uh, spread the word of God because we are in those end times. I mean, we're in the generation of the fig tree. That's the uh, that's the fifth trump. And it, it it you know the generation in the Bible either meant for forty years, seventy years, or hundred and twenty years. Well, we're already past. Nineteen forty eight is when it, the fig was planted. The twig was planted. That's when Israel became a a, a state, a nation of their own again and that generation will not pass well we've already passed the 40 and the 70 years so before Jesus says before that generation passes these things will happen and that includes the tribulation so uh we're uh, you know we're a few years out uh, possibly it could happen anytime uh but you know we're in that 30 year range 40 year range where uh, this generation will pass, and it's going to happen before then. So know your Bible. Know what the Word of God says. And don't listen to those uh, people who uh, you know, teach traditions of man. Just because some man that thinks he's real smart or some woman that thinks she's real smart uh, is giving you uh, things that, they, that God says, and they claim that God talked to them, you better be careful. If it's not in the Word of God, they're not telling you the truth. They're not telling you what the Word of God says. Jesus says, "Behold, I have told you all things." And what he meant by that is through the the prophets in the Old Testament, and then all the way through the New Testament with Paul and all the d- disciples, he, he told us everything we need to know. And when and he says, "Don't be fooled by uh, you know uh, the, the people that say they know the truth." I mean, if you got one of them. Uh, preachers that get up there and read one or two verses out of the Bible didn't talk for 30 minutes or 40 minutes about their life or other people's lives and what they think, and you got to be careful. You need to know what the Word of God says, and that's how I judge things. And I don't judge people, but I judge what people say by whether or not I can find it as truth in the Word of God. Proverbs 17, 14, verse 14 uh, talking about the King James Version, here's what it says. The beginning of strife is as when is when one letteth out water. Therefore, leave off contention before it be meddled with. Now, that's a little hard to understand in that Old English because, remember, the King James Version was uh, retranslated from Old Old English from the 1600s to the 1800 English, and believe me, it's changed since then. So the modern-day English would read this way, and I do not change the meaning of any verse. I look up those words in Hebrew, because this is Old Testament, it's Hebrew, and I give you what they were really trying to say. Sometimes these people that translated the Old English into the newer English in the 1800s, they missed it. They missed it a lot of ways, and you'll see it as we go through this, but you, if you don't trust me and you don't believe me, that's okay. Get you a Strong's Concordance, which breaks every word of the Bible down into English, the most modern English you decide for yourself. I do not change what the Word of God says. I simply give you what they, what it should have been written in in today's English. Uh, modern English would say, verse 14 would say, the beginnings of quarrels are as one urinating. That's what it means when one letteth out water. Okay, there ain't be no beans about it. That's what it means. So the beginnings of quarrels, that's up there, it says the beginning of strife in King James. That's quarrels. The beginning of quarrels are as one letting out water or as one urinating. Therefore, resist controversy before it gets out of control. Boy, if you think about it, that's some sound advice. If you ever been involved in quarrels and fusses and things going on, controversy, uh, you know, resist that so it don't get out of control. Verse fifteen, King James: He that justifieth the wicked, and he that con- condemneth the just, even they both are abomination to the Lord. Now, here's some words that in modern, in old English is hard to understand, like justifieth or condemneth. You can pretty well figure those out, but what about abomination? Well, let's read that in uh, modern English. That, that, that particular verse would read in modern English, those who vindicate the guilty and those who punish the innocent, both are detestable to the Lord. I think that's a much clearer picture. I think most people agree with me. And uh, the people that have been following me for a long time – uh, will tell you that that, that, that that makes more sense. You know, do you, vind, do you vindicate, the, vindicate the guilty? You know, we got that going on in our country today. Everything that was once wrong is now considered right, and everything that was once right is considered wrong. That's, that's what this means. Those who vindicate the guilty. You know, in other words, you say, oh, it's okay. That's yeah, that, And those who punish the innocent. Uh, look what they're doing to Donald Trump. Holy smoke, they can't find nothing wrong with him, but yet they keep doing these awful things to him. What is that to the Lord? Well, both are detestable to the Lord. I don't think you want to be detestable to God. Proverbs seventeen sixteen. modern, I mean, in uh, King James, wherefore is there a price in the hand of a fool to get wisdom, seeing he hath no heart to it? That's a question, folks that's a question what is the question let's read it in modern english pay attention there is a cost to be paid for a foolish person to receive wisdom because they have no desire for it that's a horrible cost uh, when people are, are when you're paying for somebody to go to school to be taught and they have no desire for it what a waste of money that's what that boils down to 17 uh, King James, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. That's pretty short and sweet, but modern English would say a true friend is loyal at all times, and a sibling is born for tribulations. That's what families us to help us go through trials and tribulations and strifes and things that's going on in our lives. Uh, you ought got to be able to depend on your brothers and your sisters in Christ for sure, All right, 18, King James Version. A man void of understanding striketh hands and becometh surety in the presence of his friend. Now, there's a couple of words like striketh and surety. A lot of people struggle with those words, but if you look it up in Hebrew, listen to what it says. Uh, I'm sorry, modern English. A person who lacks wisdom makes a commitment, becoming surety with an associate present to witness it, okay? Uh, If you're going to do that, if you're going to become surety for someone, if you're going to, for instance, uh, sign a note with them to guarantee that they'll pay the money back, uh, you better be sure there's an associate present to witness it. You want them there. You want them to be a witness to what you're doing and what you're getting yourself involved with, Proverbs 17, 19, King James says, "...he loveth transgression that loveth strife, and he that excelleth his gate seeketh destruction." I'm sorry, exalteth his gate. "...he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction." Modern English, those who love to rebel against God's word love contention, and those that have high gates look for destruction. You ever see anybody with a high gate around their whole house and fences and trying to, well, you know, <laughs> why are those there? They're trying to avoid destruction. Well, why are they uh, looking for destruction? Why are they expecting destruction? Are they doing something wrong? Maybe not. Maybe they're just protecting what they have. But it leaves you some room to think there. Proverbs 17:20, King James, he that hath a froward mouth findeth no good. Now, that's froward. It ain't forward. Okay. A froward heart. He that hath a froward heart findeth no good. I want you to look at the words froward and heart. And then let me finish King James Version, last half. And he that hath a perverse tongue falleth into mischief. Okay. Now, uh, froward, uh, heart, and perverse. There's three words I want you to listen as I read it in modern English. Those who have a crooked mind will uncover nothing pleasant. Okay? And those who have a perverted language will fall into wickedness. You see you got to make sure that you understand like froward can mean crooked or perverse perverted, you might say. Those who have a perverted mind or crooked mind will uncover nothing pleasant. And those who have a perverted language, there's perverse, a perverted language will fall into wickedness. That's what mischief means. All right, 1721, he that begetteth a fool doeth it to his sorrow. And the father of a fool hath no joy. Well, let's read that in modern English. Those that brings forth a foolish person does it to their own grief. Okay, and the parent of a fool has no delight, or you might say rejoicing. Uh, you got to be careful. Uh, you know, don't raise a fool. Uh, fools are fools uh, usually because they haven't been raised right. That's not always true. I've seen people raise their children as the Lord would want them to, and they still have a Uh, an uncaring person on their hands. Uh, Sometimes it goes back to the first earth age. We'll get into that another day. 22, King James Version. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. There's some more that you need a modern English on, so let's read it in modern English. A joyful attitude creates good like a soothing balm. Like a medicine, that's what a soothing balm is in in old English. But a broken heart can destroy accomplishment. But a broken spirit, a broken heart, uh, you know, it can. It can destroy accomplishment. You know, you ever been around someone who had a broken heart? They're not real energetic. They're not trying to get a lot of good things done usually because their mind is cloudy. They're covered with uh, guilt or whatever might be the case. 23, King James Version, a wicked man taketh a gift out of, his, out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. Ooh, what does that mean? Modern English, a truly ungodly person will take hidden bribes to overthrow the law. See, if you didn't understand taketh a gift out of his bosom, you would understand that means a bribe. A truly ungodly person will take hidden bribes to overthrow the law. That's judgment. It's the law. You see, it's important you understand what these words are in modern English. 24, King James Version, Wisdom is before him that hath understanding, but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. Modern English. Love of God is first for those with intelligence, but the foolish focus on what the world has to offer do you get focused on what the world has to offer? Do you, do you get caught up in going, why is that person who's so bad and selling drugs and, and an alcoholic or is cheating on his wife, why, why are they getting ahead in life? Oh, man, don't don't get caught up in that. You need to read your, your Psalms, and David explains it very beautifully. We'll cover that another day. Uh, but remember, modern English would read that the love of God is first for those with intelligence. You put God first, you're going to be a pretty bright and intelligent person. But the foolish, what do they do? They focus on what the world has to offer. Don't get caught up in what the world has to offer. Uh, as the Bible says, that rust can get to and moths can eat. All right, Proverbs twenty-five, King James: A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bare him. Let's read that in modern English: A foolish child will cause anguish to their father and bitterness to their mother. Pretty simple, pretty plain, very, very factual, very truthful, folks. You see it all time in in people's lives. Twenty-six, modern. I mean, uh, Pro. Excuse me, King James Version. Also, to punish the just is not good, nor to strike princes for equity. Now, what in the world does that mean? Well, let's say it this way And to punish or condemn the innocent is not acceptable, nor to destroy or punish an official for their honesty. You see, it's right in the reverse, each one is. Uh, as far as, you know, the, to punish the innocent, that's not acceptable, that's not justice nor to destroy or punish an official for their honesty, that's not right either. But you see it going on today, don't you? If you watch politics today, you, that, that particular verse will make sense in a lot of ways. 27, verse, chapter 17, verse 27, King James, He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit, that's pretty easy to understand, but let's read it in modern English. A wise person chooses their words carefully. You see, spareth his words, chooses their words carefully. And a person with insight has an acceptable personality. Uh you gotta really fall in love with those people's got great personalities. And you ever notice something? Uh they're they're peaceful and easy going. Why? Because they're honest. You can trust them, and they will do no harm. 28, last verse of chapter 17, Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Now, let's read that in modern English. Even a foolish person that maintains silence may be imagined shrewd, and those that control their speech will be looked to as a person with insight. You see, <laughs> there's times when you need to keep your mouth shut. There's times when you need to listen. Ah, there's times to speak, but there's times for all things, right? So let's keep going. We're going to go into chapter 18, verse 1. All right. Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. What in the world does that mean? Modern English. Through lust, a person travels abroad, searching for and meddling with ways to be successful in their own eyes. I'm telling you, you can break that down in, in Hebrew, and it will, it, that's exactly what it means. Through lust, a person travels abroad. I'm going to see what the world's got to offer me. Searching for and meddling with ways to be successful. What's successful to them? Selfishness what will make them rich, what will make them popular, what will make them happy. You know the kind of people we're talking about. They're all over the world. 18.2, a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. What does that mean? modern English, a fool has no desire for insight, but that their conscience may reveal who they are. Instead of looking to God for insight and Word of God for knowledge and understanding and wisdom, what are they doing? They're dependent on themselves. It's all about me, mine, mine. You know that's how they are. <laughs> Eighteen three. When the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt and with ignominy, reproach. What's world that mean? When the guilty or ungodly come. Then also comes shame, and with shame, disgrace. Wow. What is that? When the guilty or ungodly come. You don't need to be around those people. When you realize they're ungodly, and you can tell pretty quick, you better be watching out, because if you get into mingling with them, uh, you're going to end up with shame and disgrace. Four, King James Version, the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. What a beautiful verse. Modern English. The words selected for communication can have a profound effect, and the abundance of wisdom, like a gushing of water. You want to know the word of God. That's what we're talking about here. Wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is the knowledge of God and the 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 respect of God, the love of God, uh, to revere God. Remember, that's what this whole book's about is is wisdom. Where's wisdom come from? From the word of God, from reverence for God. Verse five, King James, it is not good to accept the person of the wicked to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Huh? What's that saying? What's saying it is not desirable to allow an ungodly witness to pervert or lead astray the innocent in justice. Boy, we've got that going on in our politics today we got a bunch of people that are ungodly and perverted, and what do they do? They'll lie about somebody just to make themselves look good and to destroy the character of the person they're lying about. That's what that verse of Scripture is all about. We're seeing it right in our own lives. 18, verse 6, King James, A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. What does that mean? Well, let's go with modern English. A stupid person's words leads to to what? Con- controversies. A stupid person's words lead to controversies, and their speech summons a beating, and they're going to get themselves uh, punished. That's what it boils down to. Punished. They don't want discipline. They want to be punished. Seven. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Now we're getting into something deep here. Let's read that in modern English. A foolish person's speech is their undoing, and their mouth is the trap in their life. Oh, that old mouth will get you in trouble. It will get you in trouble. Your soul is who you really are. Be careful. You know, your soul, uh, it, it, it can die. It's that's the second death. We don't want nothing to do with that. 188. The words of a tailbearer and the wounds are as wounds, all right, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Modern English. The words of a gossip are easy to swallow, and they go down into the chambers of death. You know, when you finally understand what these words mean, it starts to clear up in your mind. And you start getting what's called revelations. You start to understand and you go, wow, that makes sense. And if you've got common sense, uh, this is going to be easy for you. But I appreciate you choosing to listen to today's health update. Uh, Share this with other people. Uh, The book, Start With Wisdom, is going to be out in a few months. And I'll tell everybody that listens to these radio shows how to get it. That way you can read these words and use them to teach your children and your grandchildren. So next time, may God continue to bless all of us with abundant health.
0: As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com, www.podbean.com. And remember, you can learn more by going to our website, www.nhcherbs.com, that's www.nhcherbs.com. Or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660.